Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 189, recorded live on Saturday, January 22nd, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who is currently living in 11-degree weather, Dave Play. It's cold. So the, cold. The man who is currently living in a nice, warmer, 16-degree weather, Andy Lowe. Hi. And our guest this week, who is currently at 70 degrees, Ross from sfx-360.com. What's up, everybody? 70 Andy degrees. Said it correctly. And what the hell? 70 degrees? Screw you, Florida. Well, right now it's, I don't know, let me see, I'm going to tell you right now exactly how, how warm, how, what the temperature is, because it's raining and it was cold, this, it was a little chilly this morning, so right now it's 69 degrees and raining. And tonight's going to be 43, so it'll be nice. I love the cold anyway, so I'm not worried about it. 43 degrees, I would be outside in a t-shirt. <laughs> Me too. Oh, last night, let's see what the lows tonight for us is going to be. Four. Yeah, that's without wind. No, yeah. And where do you guys live? Michigan. Okay. Surrounded by lakes, and then the winter snow because of said lakes. Right. Oh, 70 degrees. Granted, it was earlier this year, wasn't it? Down to like 30 or 40 degrees or something during the day? Yeah, we had the thir- in the 30s, like low 30s. Yep. That was, that was as close as it got. However, Florida was uh, like one of the two states that didn't get snow during the one giant snowstorm. <sighs> yeah. Every state got snowed, even Hawaii, except Florida. We never get snow. I wish we did, but we never do. Oh, Snow is nice until you have to drive in it, and then it's not nice. Snow is fun to drive in. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, snow is fun to drive in if you have an empty parking lot and you can do donuts. Yes. That is fun to I do. Which I did in the school's parking lot the other night. Dave. I was the only one there. It was like 8.30 at night. <laughs> it was fun. So Dave somehow was able to convince um, somebody up higher up the totem pole of FSX 360. Ah, I knew it wouldn't hold. Man, Ross, why did you pick that name for your website? Um, long story. Okay, we have time. <laughs> we have an hour. Um, originally, um, how we started was uh, my wife and I. Um, we moved from Aventura, Florida, which is like a little, like probably thirty minutes away from Fort Lauderdale, to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And when we met, when we moved to Fort Lauderdale, we didn't have really any friends over here. You know, I make new friends. So I've been a big gamer since, you know, I was a little kid. I've had every system from Commodore 64, Atari 2600 and up. And my wife as well was a big gamer. And we were like, you know, we need to find gamers. So I'm like, well, I don't know how we're going to find, you know, gaming pe- gamers. But anyway, um, one day um, she was like, um, I was looking around and I found this website called meetup.com. And what meetup.com is, it's a website where... You can pretty much create any kind of group you want for any kind of interest you want for meeting up and, you know, and joining other people that have the same interest as you. So I was like, we should do it. And um, my wife was like, nah. Then she was like, we should do it. I was like, no. And all of a sudden we just decided one day, let's do it, you know, and see what happens. So once we started the meetup group, um, we found a venue to look to host our meetups that we did once a month or sometimes twice a month if we did tournaments and whatever. So we found the venue, and every month we would have, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 people 
that are have the same interests as us game and just not have a good time, you know, eat and and just have, play video games. So after that, um, we started getting more and more. And once we got to 100 members, I was like, we didn't make a, an official website. So we were in South Florida, and we officially started out as an Xbox 360-only site. So SFX360 start, stands for South Florida Xbox 360. But now we're a multi-platform site, even though we still have the same name. And my goal was, um, after we got the 100 members, to, was to go to E3 of um, two years ago. And I started, you know, hiring writers and hiring a staff to put together a website where we had content that I could send to the, the developers, publishers, and get approved to go to E3. And after that, it's been growing ever since. It, I'm looking at it. You did you start this back in only 2008? Seven. 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, you have grown since then. Yes. <laughs> so how does yeah. how does it feel to? Uh, Run your own website. You know, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's also a lot of fun. It's a passion that I have and that everybody at SFX360 has a passion for. And, you know, the staff is amazing. Without the staff, I can't, um, I wouldn't be, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I have major thanks to them because without them, I mean, the site wouldn't exist or the content that you see on the site wouldn't be existing. So without the staff, I mean, I wouldn't, it's all, it's all them. So, how so much I, have to, I have to give a big shout out to my staff. How much staff do you have? Um, it's my wife and I are the founders of the site. Then I have um, three co-founders. Then I have about um, 10 writers. Then I have also um, podcasters as well. So I have about maybe 20-something total on the staff, including, but not all, not all that contribute, you know, like content to the site daily. They do some stuff behind the scenes. Um, like Jay um, is our PR coordinator as well as an editor. Um, then we have Jason, who does videos as well as an editor. We have my wife's podcast called The Game Goddess Podcast, which is her and five girls. Um, it's an all-female podcast, which is really cool. Check it out. They're recording tonight as well. Um, then we have the show Radio, which is Uriah, um, who uh, does that as well as, as write. And he, he brings in you know special guests every week. And then we have um, the Radioactive Nerd Crew, um, who does their show um, once a week. So... We have a, a very good staff, and we had a lot more, but, you know, people weren't doing their job, so, you know, I had to cut some people. That makes sense. Man, I just three podcasts, all the writers, wow. Yeah. Are you jealous, Andy? <laughs> a, a little bit. But I like ours. It works. It it's does fun. work. I don't think there are many podcasts out there that are up in our episode range for gaming-wise, but... Yeah, they tend to flare out. <laughs> I, mean, I know one that I know a couple that are in the the two hundred something range. Oh damn! Like like two sixty, two seventy. Like yeah, we'll get there. Give us there's time. a couple. There's a couple, but not many. Give us another two years, and we'll be up there. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll be you know in the three hundred and twenty range. <clears throat> Dave, it's just like the 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 world record for the oldest living person. You just have to be living. Yep. So we just have to keep going. Yes. Keep going. And get guests like Ross on. Exactly. I'm just a normal guy, man. I'm nobody special. <laughs> Humble. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry, Ross. How many hits do you get to your site in a month? Um, probably about six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Yeah. See, no. Uh, you, <laughs> at that point, you no longer get to say I'm nobody special. I'm not. I'm just a. I'm just a normal guy who. You know, lives a normal life. I have a I have a full time job as well as do this. You know, I don't do this full time. 
because I don't, we don't make any revenue from the site yet. So I need to have a job to pay bills. And, you know, we, this is a passion. It's a, it's, and it's, you know, in a business and it's an adventure, you know, so we have a great time doing it. Yeah, it's pretty much how Andy and I run. So I'm, I'm curious about this. Um, you might know more than, uh, zero hour hero about this, but the gamers gone wild party at PAX East. What's that about? Okay. Um, how that started was, this was the, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I was going to say, this was the party that, uh, had a line around the corner, around a second corner. And I think around a third corner. It, it was, but how it started was, um, we were going to PAX and we figured out, you know, that in PAX in Seattle, and there was, like, no really community parties. It was, everything was pretty much, you know, industry parties or invite-only parties. So when PAX East came, and since we're on the East Coast, my wife and I were like, we need to do a party. We need to get the community involved. We need to do a, par- a huge party, so forth and so on. So we contacted um, some venues and got, got the venue that we did last year at Lear, which is right across the street from the Heinz Convention Center in Boston. And we also are we're working with um, TooOldToPlay.com. They were very good friends with us, and we're doing it again this year with them. And also, um, Radiat's a nerd who did the live podcast from the, the um, Gamers on Wild Party last year, and doing it again with, as well as video. And now this year, we're also having um, Eminent Productions, who's going to be doing some live streaming as well as photography, as well as um, doing the whole um, audio equipment setup for the DJs. So Gamers on Wild Party happened, and I didn't expect the turnout that we had. And seeing the success of the first Gamers on Wild Party we did, I was like, you know, we need to do this everywhere. So we went to E3, and at E3 we partnered with the Console Kings, and um, we threw a party at the um, Suede Bar and Lounge, it was at the Western Bonaventure Hotel um, for E3, and it was it was an invite-only party because it it's not a community event anyway, so it was an invite-only party, and we had a tremendous, tremendous showing and success, a lot of supporters, a lot of people came out to it. And then we're doing it again this year, but we're not doing it Saturday night. We're doing it the first night of PAX. It's going to be Friday night from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at Market, which is about um, a $5 cab ride, if that, or it's about a mile about a mile walk from the convention center, if you want to walk. It's 21 and over. Um, we have three floors. Um, the first floor is going to be the main floor where we're going to have the DJs. We have three DJs. I have uh, DJ Zionide. DJ Turntables, and special celebrity DJ um, Carlos Ferro, who does the voice of Dom Santiago and Leonardo Vinci um, from Gears of War and Assassin's Creed series. Um, he's going to be doing a live DJ set as well. Um, we're going to have you know, podcast, live stream. The second floor is going to be a VIP area. Then the third floor is going to be um, gaming, which is going to have probably like nine or ten consoles for people just to go and play, have some tournaments going on and stuff like that. Outside, um, we're going to have a um, Red Bull Girls, and we'll have some other stuff going on outside of the courtyard while people wait to get in. And if, if possible, weather permitting, they have a fourth floor, which is a roof deck. And if weather permitting, we're going to have Rock Band going on on the fourth floor, if weather permitting, because um, they, they, they can heat it and everything. But it, just, it depends on the snows or rains for the fourth, for the fourth floor. Oh, man. Rock Band on wow. the roof. Yeah, man. I'd ha- I would have I to- wish I could go. <laughs> Why can't you go? Dave, uh, Dave's got a full-time sure job be, that he uh, won't be able to get out yeah, of. I, I don't oh. think I can make it to East this year. I might not be even be able to make it to Prime this year. Hmm. Oh, that's going to be the f- first pack since we started that we won't be able to get somebody to go to. Hey, no. It's weird. 
You need to hire someone to go. <laughs> hire someone to go to PAX for me? I think I, I actually could get someone to pay me to go to PAX for me. Well, then do it. Yeah, Dave, what I need you to do... No. I can't figure out from that point on. Oh. Well, Ross, I'm so glad you're here. Thank it's always you. I'm glad to be here. It's good to get an outside voice in the mix. No, definitely, man. I'm, I'm you know... So you said you you had a Commodore sixty four. Yes. Oh wow! You actually have beaten me. There's not many people who can do that because I started with the uh, pride in his twenty six hundred. Yes. Commodore sixty four, Intellivision, ColecoVision, um, twenty six hundred, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo sixty four. I had the um, the three DO. I had the Dreamcast, the uh, Saturn, the Jaguar. Um, wow, what else? Did I Master have? System or no? No. Oh. No. Um, then, you know, came, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360. So I've had them all. Wow, I've actually been beat, and I'm proud of that. I can finally talk to somebody who has the the breadth, the width of video game history. Yeah, that I do. I mean, I'm 38 years old, so I have pretty well, pretty good knowledge of video game history. So, Dave, where should we start with the topics? Oh, dear Lord, I'm not even sure. There's let's a keep, ton out there. Let's keep with video games, okay. since we're there. And um, let's, let's go with game piracy, quote-unquote. There was a man in Greenville, I believe that's Greenville, South Carolina, who decided to rob a GameStop by busting through their wall. What? <laughs> He went and found a abandoned spot next door, busted through the drywall from one to the other, and then stole $300 in cash and $5,300 in merchandise. Game piracy, old school. That, well, that's not even piracy, that's just plain old theft. Well, he's uh, stealing the games. Different, though. It's not it's not piracy where how people think of piracy today where people are downloading the games or hacking the games. Piracy to, Yeah, is piracy to, is making an illegal copy of Correct. That. Right. Okay. So we'll just do it. Just, just theft. <laughs> game theft. But I'll tell you a story, same we're talking about GameStop. Um when Modern Warfare two came out, um, we were supposed to do a minute launch at the store and the day before the launch of when of when they were supposed to release the game Someone broke into the GameStop, stole all of the Modern Warfare consoles, the Modern Warfare games, and plus other stuff. And they had to get it, they had to get it overnighted the, the, the next day to be able to sell the games at the GameStop. Ooh, that would have been wow. a big hit, overnighting all that stuff. Yeah. Oof. The uh, man was caught and arrested because he has a Passion Purple SUV. Really? Yes. Okay, if you're going to rob a store, I mean, like, really, how hard is this, people? Don't have a unique car. Don't show your face. Well, no, he didn't show his face. He was wearing a mask at the time, but they showed him getting out of the Passion Purple SUV, and it also had decals on it, so it's a completely unique Passion Purple SUV. And then the Passion Purple SUV is not unique enough. 
Well, what was even better was the fact that the detective, when he was reviewing the tapes of this Passion Purple SUV from Walmart, which was next door, um, as he was pulling out of the Walmart, he spotted the Passion Purple SUV across the bypass. Really? And he was able to pull over the guy, get his story, basically, ask him a few questions, and with the story and the video and everything, was able to arrest him later that day. Hmm. Don't return to the scene of the crime. <laughs> or make sure to flee the scene of the crime. Oh, it would have gone so well if it wasn't for that passion purple SUV. Oh, jeez. Dave, would you ever get a car that's purple? Yes. Yes? Yes, you would, absolutely. You would be driving around do in you, a giant plum. Do you not remember? Hang on, let me see if I can pull up the purple uh, rain. Hang on, I'm looking for the picture of it. Oh, okay, that that purple, the purple rain car, okay. Yeah, the purple rain car from WCC. Yeah, it's the one that's supercharged and whatever else. Looked glorious. <sighs> that. Uh. So, next topic, Rock Band is leaving the Wii. I didn't know it was on the Wii. It was. It was I didn't on- even know it was on the Wii either, but I guess it was. The Rock Band Network, where you'd be able to download songs, is going to be leaving the Wii. I wonder how come. Uh, because the, uh, limited demand, I guess. So, it took too long and too much work for them to convert the tracks to be able to play on the Wii, and there wasn't a large enough base for it, so now the Rock Band Network is no longer going to be on the Wii. So, granted, I know of, I think, two people who have Rock Band who own it on the Wii, so... Everybody else I know who owns the game has it either on the PS3 or the 360. Yeah, 360 for me. Yeah, 360 here too. Same. It's just that the Wii and online gaming does not seem to be congruent. It's not. <laughs> All of those oh, like... Nintendo makes it so unwieldy. Yeah, with the friend codes and everything. Yeah, the 5,000 digit friend code. Yep. Yep. It is... Oh, it's sad. But I guess now, um, if you have it on the Wii, you should uh, go and buy another console if you want to keep downloading songs. Wait, well, except you'd have to re-download everything. You'd have to rebuy it. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. It's not transferable. What is transferable, though, is your save games between the PS3 and the PC for Portal 2. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. It's the first cross-platform um, where you can bring it to either either uh, system. Yeah. You could play it on your PS3, save the game, and then it will link to the Steam account, and then right. you could just load the save game up on your PC if you want to play it later. Which is kind of surprising that it's happening to the PS3 first before it happens to the Xbox 360. Well... Actually, it has happened in demo form to the 360. Where? When? Who? There was a a video, and I think we talked about it on the show, Andy, where it was a guy who had Windows Phone 7, he had a 360 and a PC, and he started playing the game on one, paused, turned it off, picked right up where he left off on the second, paused, turned it off, picked right up where he left off on the third. I've never heard of it. I, I can faintly remember... That that was probably at an E3 last year or the year before. Uh, don't think it was E3. I'm looking. But if it 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 seems kind of weird that it. Yes, Microsoft probably had this in the works, but it comes out on the PS3 first. 
it's it seems Microsoft got a little beat on this one. Well, you know, also Microsoft has a lot of other things coming out too, like you know, Homefront. When Homefront comes out, Microsoft is getting the DLC first before anybody else. Yeah. So, it's... you know, they have a lot of things as well. So PlayStation has to do you know what they need to do. What I also love is the fact that it's got full cross-platform play as well, so you probably could, with the Portal 2 co-op mode, be able to play with your friends on the PS3. Yes, you can. While you have it on the PC. That is... <sighs> that's going to be nice. Granted, yeah. I only know, what, two people with the PS3s? I have a PS3. I know three people who have PS3s. Oh, I'm sure you know more than that. You owned a PS3 for 30 days. And then I returned it. I didn't even I didn't even get to like really play it. That was at your apartment the entire time. Yes, well, because I had to train with it. Yeah. I think it was worth it. Here, Microsoft shows single game running on Windows, Windows Phone, and Xbox. March sixth, two thousand ten. So that was probably CES. No. CES is January. I don't know what that was from, but anyway. I think that was just them showing it. Here's hmm. the link. Hmm. Alright, what else do we got on here, Dave? Uh, look, we have... There was one I wanted to talk about, too, and now I can't... Ah, silly mouse. Final Fantasy Thirteen. Andy, how's Final Fantasy VI going? Um, I haven't started playing it yet. Oh. <laughs> I have well, Final Fantasy Thirteen dash 2 is supposed to be coming out next year. Wasn't Final Fantasy Thirteen the MMO... Or no? No, oh, that's 14. And that's 11. 14. Okay. Gotta keep these straight. Come on. There's 14 of them. Not including There's all the spinoffs. that, actually. Ross, what's your, what's your take on the Final Fantasy series? Final Fantasy VII was the best Final Fantasy VII Final Fantasy game ever, so that's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they really went way out of... Um, Story and character, I mean, with the last two or three of them that they made, I didn't care for them. I mean, the characters were like, okay, like, the story was so-so. But Final Fantasy VII was the best Final Fantasy VII game ever made, and they're going to be remaking it. They're actually going to be remaking Seven. Yes. Oh. For sure? Yep. Cool. Mm, that should be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, certainly. Everything after... Final Fantasy X, you can replace all the characters' names with a single word emotion, and that pretty much represents them through the entire game. Mm-hmm. So, like the Seven Dwarves? Where yeah. this one's angry, this one's sleepy? Angsty, grouchy, action-y, hot-y. Really, there's one character in there that's just hot and no other point for it? None that I can find. <laughs> I suppose you could replace her with Ditsy, but... She's just there for eye candy. Andy, the whole game is there for eye candy. Well, th- there's eye candy because it looks good, because there's good graphics, but then, then there's dead or alive eye candy. True. That's what I was going for. Yeah. No, it, it's really, after 9, it really went downhill, and 9 was, I personally love 9, but I can see where other people would not have enjoyed it so much. I played them all, and I just can't say anything good about the other ones. I've tried playing most of them. You're supposed to be trying again to play six. I know, but I'm a little busy right now, you know, with transportation issues and such. 
Yeah, driving to the auto show. Which was kind of surprising. I do have to point out, okay, off gaming topics, but still Uh-oh. Okay, te- go. technology-wise. So the number of hybrids at the auto show has increased. This is still techie stuff. But what was surprising was that most of the hybrids do not actually carry any sort of spare tire. Really? Because they're trying to cut down on the weight, and a spare tire is nothing but weight. And so some of the smaller hybrids just have like a can of fix-a-flat, you know, like the foam stuff that you'd spray into your tire that most of the tire places tell you not to use. <laughs> really? And those that don't, there are some that don't even have that. The Chevy Volt doesn't even have a can of fix-a-flat or anything. It just has, quote-unquote, run-flat tires, which are okay, but also more expensive to replace if you do get a flat tire. Run so flat, I, that was they continue to work while they are flat? Yes. Okay. You're able to drive, I think, at like 35 <clears throat> miles an hour or something like that. And they're just... Um, Is it, there a spot in the car for a spare tire? Nope. I actually got stopped by one of the um, Chevy Volt like salespeople, model people, mm-hmm. when I was poking around the trunk of the Volt looking around there, because I guess there's also a nice 12-volt battery in the trunk. <laughs> So they don't want me to electrocute myself. <laughs> so you're there poking around and like, ah, uh, you don't want to do that. And they're like, so how's it going? I'm like, good. I'm just looking to see if there's a spare. And they're like, oh, we don't have a spare. We have run flat tires, which you're able to drive approximately. I'm quoting Wikipedia here. Um, 50 miles at 50 miles per hour. Yeah, Corvettes come with run flat tires. There are certain cars that come with them. I know Corvette's one of them. And the, uh, the new Mercedes uh, SL... Oh. The S, I think the new Mercedes SL has them as run-flat tires, too. But it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a plus and a minus. I think it, I was actually going through, and I kind of felt like I was being a little cynical because I'm looking for these spare tires because I'm thinking there were times where I had a major blowout, especially on Michigan roads with the amount of potholes that we have. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that not only will give you a flat tire, but will give you a blowout and destroy your rim at the time, so you have no chance of right. fixing it up, and you need a spare tire of some kind. And... There is nothing that you could do to fix it. You'd be stuck on the side of the road. Mm. So, um, what else? Sorry, that was completely... That was a noticing idea of last night, and technologically advanced with the hybrids and everything has a dark side that they don't really talk about. So, lolcats. Everybody loves lolcats. Yes. What about them? <laughs> um, it seems that I can has cheeseburger... That website and its other websites, Fail Blog and the Hot Dogs and everything, just raised $30 million. What? In venture capital, yeah. <laughs> I guess the Lolcats are now worth $30 million. In venture capital? Yeah. What are they planning on doing? Uh, um, I'm looking on the thing there. They... Uh, He'll be trying to make more money from his existing properties. It's planning on hiring ad salespeople, and it will like to develop some more sophisticated ad products. <laughs> but $30 million for lolcats? That's... I want to raise $30 million in VC. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how 4chan thinks about this, because everybody on 4chan is a little iffy about this guy. Basically, quote unquote, stealing the lolcats mm-hmm. and trying to make a. He he is currently says the company is profitable, so he is making him money off of memes. I like keyboard cat. 
Ah, keyboard cat. Lay him off. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, sorry. I've just got keyboard cat playing in my head. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, this is an interesting one. Video games and apps. Now, we always, people always compare to the iTunes selling music. It will be the death of the RIAA and everything. And then somebody decided to correlate that with apps and video games comparing to the death of the regular video game industry. Because the, what does it say, the apps have been generating about $300 million a month, wow. which um, PC games and console games and everything generate about $840 million per month. Mm-hmm. So they're wondering when apps are going to overtake actual video games. I don't think apps will ever overtake video games. But it definitely helps when you're, you know, not at your house. You don't have a console or a PC to play with. You know, an app is awesome because, like, you know, when I'm on the road, I'm playing Infinity Blade or I'm playing Angry Birds or I'm playing, you know, Words of Friends. So, I mean, apps are definitely going to be around for the long haul. They're not going anywhere. Right. And, I mean, you have to look at it from the economic side. An app is $2. Exactly. A game is 60. 60. If not more, with the downloadable content. So, <laughs> by 30 programs or one program. The question oh. is, do you, do you get 30 times more enjoyment out of your one game than you do out of... No, no, no. Oh, yeah, right. Then out of the 30 little games. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been playing Game Dev Story, and it's pretty friggin' awesome. How have you been playing Game Dev Story? I thought that was only in iTunes. No, it is on Android. It is? Yes. Oh, I've been wanting to play that. Go get it. It's fun. It's addictive. Well, I have to figure out where to get it. Well, let me grab my it's phone. on and... the market. Yeah, I know, and I have to access the market. That's where we're having our party at the market. <laughs> but, um, uh, okay. I would have to download it. Well, we're thinking about that. Speaking of portable gaming... Oh, son of a monkey, there's a light version now. <laughs> oh, but it only allows you to play through two full game years. Oh. That's clever. It's hey, worth, man. It's worth the 250 It really is. First hit's free. Yeah. But no, the, it's absolutely worth the 250 The 3DS uh, details have finally arrived. Woo! It's I'm not be, buying it. You're not going to get the 3DS? Not for I, you know, I invested in the DS when it first came out. I'm gonna hold off on this one. I'm gonna let them come out with the 3DS Lite. <laughs> How many and years the down the line? Dollar price point is also pretty hefty. It's worth it. Have you gotten to play around with one? Uh yes, I did. How was and it? I, and I can tell you, it's amazing because the actual 3D, it's amazing. I mean, how they did it, where you don't need glasses. I mean, and it's a handheld device. The 3D is amazing. Huh. So for that alone, I mean, you can't beat it. I also love how it's got a SD card port. Yes. Well, not an SD card port in there, but it's still got an upgradable SD card on there. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just asking for trouble with homebrew. Rather than sticking so. things on ROMs, you could stick it straight on the SD card. Yeah. Nintendo's always been a little weird about that. On the one hand, they fight it tooth and nail. On the other hand, they generally let it go pretty easily. 
I'm also the, the good plus in here also. Speaking of the extremely long friend codes, now you don't have to worry about that per game. They're mm-hmm. now going to be system-wide, so you only have to worry about one giant friend code, which I guess is a plus. They still to get rid of friend codes, period. It's ridiculous. So why, so why do you think $250 is, is too much to ask for, for, this, for the 3DS? Well, it, for a handheld. I mean, it, the price point for a handheld seems pretty high unless they're going to be coming out with some really... I mean, that, that's almost as much as I paid for my 360. Right. It is how much I paid for for the Wii. Is, are they claiming that I'm going to get the same value out of this as I got for my Wii? Now, that's a bad example because I'm getting almost no value out of my Wii at the moment. Do you have a three? Do you have a do you have a three? Um, a DS? I do have a DS. How much did you pay for a DS? Hundred and fifty. Okay, so for another hundred dollars, you're getting new technology. True, and now I actually have the money I can spend on that. But there are so many other things I could spend it on. Well, you're thinking about it. The what the PSP three thousand is what at like hundred and fifty bucks now or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I keep on forgetting how much it's dropped down to now. Oh no. They'll drop it again uh, when they're talking about the new PSP phone, which is supposed to have the same computing power as a PS3. Uh, the PSP 3000 Core Pack Black on Amazon is at 150 bucks. So the question is, 150 for a PSP, 250 for a 3DS. But Ross, the other thing is that I'm. It's not just the price point, but. In a year and a half from initial release, they're going to release it again. It's going to be smaller, lighter, better battery, better screen. And that's Nintendo's product cycle. Mm-hmm. So if, even if I am going to spend the 250 why spend it on the product that will be inferior in a year and a half? Why do you say it will be inferior? Because it, all, I mean, it always is. Look at what happened with the DS versus the DS Lite, the GBA versus the GBSP. Yeah, but you're talking totally different. You're still talking 2D technology. If you buy, if, okay, let's say you buy a 3DS. Well, but, but you don't think they're going to you don't think they're going to shrink the physical size of it? No. They did come out with the XLs, which was not a slightly larger soon. version. Exactly, not anytime soon they would. Hmm. My thought is not comparing it to the older version of the DS, but comparing it to basically everybody's smartphone now. The technology in the 3DS that gives it it gives it its 3D look is basically just an accelerometer. Correct. Which is in most smartphones now. Yeah, but your smartphone doesn't do 3D. There, there are a couple of 3D games I have on my smartphone. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's 3D. Yeah, Labyrinth. Which turns out it's hard to do when um, you're looking at your phone normally. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I don't know. It's 250. For, well, for me, with portable gaming, it's always too high. I, I have spent in the past. Um, well, my entire lifetime on portable gaming equipment has been a total of five dollars, mm-hmm. and that has been on two apps for my smartphone. What kind of phone do you have? Uh, the G two. Okay. But so me, the two hundred fifty dollars is still too high. But granted, there are some DS games that I've always wanted to play, like the um, Professor Layton, um, the Court one. What's the Court one, Dave? The uh, Phoenix Wright. Yes. Ace Attorney. Uh... Yes. So there are some of the things I would love to try out, but I wouldn't be able to get because they're only on the DS. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It I'm seems... going to get one. So, well, well, you will have to let that, us know once you get packs. Oh. You'll have to let us borrow it for a sec so we can look at it. You have to ask my wife about that because it's hers. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a feeling at packs there will be enough to go around. Oh, I'm sure. 
Just drop by the handheld lounge. Hey, is that the 3DS? Can I see it? And then or run, you could and just and then run. Yes, <laughs> that would not end well. They got to catch you first. True. Yeah, but enough people know Dave that they probably would be able to identify him, and then he would be a wanted man. But what you uh, do is, you see, you get a you get a bunch of guys, and you just start running, and they keep passing it off to next to next guy, next guy, and then you know you meet up somewhere afterwards, and you get it. Yeah, so which, t- which one person gets it? <laughs> the person that stole it. <laughs> It's. I have an. I have the image of the uh, the heist from the Thomas Crown affair in my head now. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh. You all dress like Dave, and Dave, you know, runs with it, and he passes it. Well, I think there. it would be better if we all dressed up like Andy, because we'd all be dressed up like Waldo then. Okay. Well, then dress as Andy then. Uh, it could work. <laughs> so. Huge. Where's Waldo? There are two app stories that I want to touch on. One was. Yes, Congregate came out on the Android, which means basically you could play all the, well, not all of them right now, but you could play the Flash-based yeah. Congregate games. Plus Flash-based games that were not designed for a mobile device. Yes, on your phone. Um, basically, five days later, it was pulled down by Google. <laughs> what could go wrong with this? It it was removed from the Android market for violating the, the agreement because it was used to distribute apps eternally. Eternally? Internally. There you go. Yeah, it, it, it internally sent them forever and ever and ever. But you can actually still get the app now outside of the marketplace. Just go to congregate.com slash Android, and then you can get the app and then play it on your phone. I don't have an Android. I have an iPhone, so... Well, then, too bad for you, because you can't play Flash. But it's actually okay, because it sucks. It's not fast. It is a memory hog and a battery hog, and just, it, it did not work well. Well, because right. you're, you're basically trying to usurp the idea of it. Of, uh, it just it seems weird. It seems like a neat idea, but it mm-hmm. still seems... Yeah, but I could just go to the, the Congregate website. Would that still work? It should. Hmm. It's Flash and HTML. So that, yeah, that could work. I love the, how the app, though, you could get games to be downloaded for offline play. So that maybe that's... Mm. I'd love to be able to get my um, Pandemic 2 on. If oh, I'm God. ever angry, I'll just go and destroy the world randomly. Except Madagascar. Yes. Shut down everything. Goddamn Madagascar. And the other mobile app, which I thought was interesting, was the Starbucks mobile app. Yeah, what, which, so I, I didn't read this when I heard about it, though. You can pay for Starbucks on your phone? Yeah. You will download the app, connect it to either a Starbucks prepaid card or your credit card, and um, when you go up to pay, you will just basically, the app will generate a barcode, which the cashier will scan, and then it will... Take it out of your account. That's. <laughs> Could I just print off the QR code and go to Starbucks and be like, here? I'm not sure if that would work, because then you could have just printed off somebody else's QR code. That's kind of my point. I mean, this is how secure is this? I don't know. There's actually some of the articles I didn't link on there, but there have been articles this week that have been talking about the security of smartphones now that everything is... You can I mean, use it, it to if, pay for things. You can use it to bank online. Because I could be standing in Starbucks line, right? Screwing around with my phone. I see the guy in front of me pull out his phone to pay. 
load up the, the bar scanner app real fast because, you know, it actually doesn't take very long, especially with quick keys, and scan his card from a distance. <laughs> so it sounds like you've done that before. <laughs> I, I have not, but I'm tempted to walk down at Star- to Starbucks around the corner and just wait. <laughs> and, and then what are you going to do with the credit card number once you have it? Buy more Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Because guy will just be like, oh, maybe Starbucks increased their price. They increased the size of their mugs. Yeah, Sprinte or whatever it is. Gigantic, whatever, bigger than your stomach cup. But so you gotta wait till they do that, like for GameStop and stuff. Then you can, then you can really do some damage. Yeah, yeah. I never realized like, how I'd much like the- PS3s, a 360, and all your games. Exactly. Yeah, the guy got away with five thousand dollars worth of merchandise. That's what the guy, realized- the, the guy in the purple, purple uh, truck. The, the yeah. passion purple. Oh, the pr- passion purple. Yeah. But, I mean, but that's only like. I what, thought you said he got caught. He did get caught, but okay. that was because he was stupid. Well, he didn't get away then, so he didn't get anything. <laughs> he originally got $5,000 worth of stuff. Right. Then he had to take it all back. And post $10,000 worth of bail. Oh, sad, sad man. All of the items were new and still in box. <laughs> so Facebook changed their rules to allow okay, apps to access your um, address and mobile phone number. But they have to explicitly get permission. Yes. They stated this where they would – but how many people actually read? It's like reading the fine print. But how do they get – how do they, how are they giving you perm- – to ask for permission? Well, or do you send permission to? If, if you install an app like one of the Farm Bill games or something like that, then it could access your – Oh, uh, that. Yeah, I don't have that crap. Yeah. Yeah. Nor and, should – No, go ahead. Hmm? No, I was saying nor should you have that. Yeah, that is true. I'll just not talk about my Facebook games. Yeah, no kidding. Um, hey, that actually reminds me of Ross. Yes. Uh, I tried to get this started on the Penny Arcade forums, and it went nowhere. Do you have a spot on, on SFX 360 for trying to get like an online group together for signing up for a beta? What do you it's mean? It's actually an alpha. An alpha? The, the, the Civilization, Civilization game. Okay. Uh-huh. On Facebook, you have, to, you have to sign up as a group between of at five, least five people. people. Okay. <laughs> so, so what are you, what are you asking me? <laughs> Do you have a spot on your site that, that would be appropriate to go around and start saying, "Hey, I want to get a group together"? Yeah, post in our forums. All right. There is a section for PC gaming in there. Yep. You see, I Sounds know good. these things. I just don't do anything with my knowledge. It's okay. Yeah. Well, um, the hoopla of Facebook. Um, actually allowing apps to access your address and phone number. Most people thought it was funny to actually set their number to Facebook's customer service number or other ah, interesting ah, numbers ah. and set their address yeah. to things that are not um, normal. I have my phone number as your yeah. phone number, so they're going to call you. Okay. Yeah. I, I get enough random phone calls from all over the country. It's There's somebody in there who's got a number that is close to mine that I guess is friends with everybody, and so everybody decides to call me. Nice. That or I'm one of the phone numbers that people give out for when um, they don't want to give out somebody their number. Yeah. So I, it wouldn't make any difference to me. I'd get more random calls. Be like, oh, okay. Probably Jay gave out your number too. Oh, he yeah. probably did. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it too. Something you do. This is why I give out my Google voice number now, so then I can just block people. <laughs> be like, oh, I gave out that number? Okay, you're not going to be able to call me anymore. You know what? I've, I have, I've had Google voice for forever, and I never used it. I, I love using it just because 
I've got friends right. at two different area codes. Mm. So I can give some the local number for over here, and then I give some for the local number where, where Dave is at, and it's it works. I never used it yet. I just like the uh, visual voicemails. Yeah, visual voicemail? Yeah. It transcribes the voicemail for you. Oh, that, yeah, okay. I was like, why, people can like leave videos on your voicemail or something? No. Oh, just the, they, they can, uh, it'll transcribe the voicemails and email it to you. Right, gotcha. So, so Andy, we talked about, uh, I, I can't believe I'm the one bringing up cars, but we talked about road train technology. Yes. Do you remember that? A long time ago. Yeah. They actually... the, the computer in the car and the sensors attached to the car would create an artificial convoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're testing it. Yeah. Volvo, the company who's all about safety... They actually crashed one of their electric cars at the auto show just to prove that the battery acid wouldn't leak out. Um, they showed a trial of a car following a semi-truck hmm. for miles, or technically kilometers, since it was over in Europe. Well, then you might want to call it a lorry instead of... Oh, yeah, sorry, a lorry. It was following a lorry down a road, well, down a test track in Sweden. I, for one, would not be a fan of automated cars, but... I don't know. It would make the cross-country super trip that much easier. Because everybody would just be able to hook up to the lead car. Yep. Eh, I could see that. Okay, so when you have a cross-country convoy, then maybe it would be a good idea. I love how the driver of the car is seen taking his hands off the wheel, reading a newspaper, and sipping coffee. I have seen people with not automated cars do that. Doing that. (laughs) I have seen video of a guy reading his Kindle and a book at the same time while driving. What? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense when you're not driving. I don't know. That's what, <laughs> That's what I've seen. Oh, speaking of cars, one I wanted to bring up last time, but we didn't get to with Jay, which is funny that it comes yeah. up now. It actually came up again because Jalopnik posted a better link about it. Um, it seems that people can hack your uh, smart keys. Oh, well, duh, because they're just little radio signals. Yeah. So people you have set up, it up a... You and then you repeat it. Yeah. They, you could walk within eight meters of somebody who actually has the key, get their, um, basically get an antenna next to them, transmit that to somebody else who's got an antenna next to the car, and then since it's a, it's a distancing to unlock the doors and start the car, it seems, as well, that you'd be able to get in and start the car and drive away. This actually was done um, during one of the Top Gear episodes in the U.S. Because they were sitting at a diner, and the cars were parked right next to the diner on the other side of the wall from where they were sitting. So one of the guys who was just sitting there drinking his coffee, the other guy walked out to his car, guy who was still inside, was able to open the door because he was close enough to the car that the doors would unlock, and start it. And then he drove it into the middle of the road and left it there. Nice. Oops. Yeah. So, but any, I, I mean, they can hack anything. I mean, yeah. if they want to hack it, they can get into it. I mean, yeah. whether, whatever it is, they can get it. Technology anything and cars. Science can, create, science can analyze and duplicate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Steve Jobs stepped down. So did Eric yep. Schmidt. Well, that stepped down. Well, he Steve left on medical leave. He right. stepped down for a medical leave for who knows how long. They never actually have said how long this one's going to be. No, yeah. they didn't. Eric Schmidt actually stepped down. Yeah, he stepped down permanently and let was it which one of the guys stepped up again? I forgot. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Page. Okay, Page 
Larry Page. So. Larry Page stepped back up again. Sergey, I think, has basically just left and is working on new products, the company said. So Schmidt's down. Google's gone, or Jobs is gone for a bit. It's interesting. NBC and Universal has gotten the go-ahead from the FCC and the Trade Commission and the DOJ. There are some rules involved where Comcast is not allowed to touch certain things for seven years, and they're not allowed to have any rules about Hulu in there as well. Okay. Specifically Hulu or just video delivery services? Uh, specifically Hulu. They're not allowed to talk about it. The online to video content is kind of still... Okay. Uh, Connect has been hacked yet again to help surgeons. Ooh. Remote surgery via Connect. Yes, because it, it creates a, a far better 3D bump map so that you can provide tactile feedback to robotic control. Hmm. I don't want no robot working on me if I'm in surgery. Shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a little odd, but okay. Megastorm what? could trash California? Yeah, more than an earthquake could. If the conditions are right, California would get so much rain that it would cause more destruction via... Uh, Job, job, like landslides and flooding, than in than a huge earthquake would. Way to go, California! Which it's nice out of the time, other than you know huge storms and earthquakes. Yep. Um, somebody made an HDR video. Okay. For those of you who don't know, H- there have been HDR images, which are basically taking multiple still images of different light apertures exposures. and f-stops and exposures, exposures and combining them together to create a high-definition... I don't know what the R stands for. Recording? Yes. Oh, high dynamic range, sorry. Yeah. And now they've got it on a video camera, which it actually needs two screens to display it. It's got an LED panel which projects through an LCD panel placed in front of it in order to provide all of the lighting information. So it just seems interesting that, hey, if people can do it in still photos, they can do it in video. Cool. Uh, all right. I got, so I, I think that's probably it as far as topics. Yeah, we got to wrap this up on time anyway. Okay, so. Games. Um, Halo? Yeah, Dave picked Halo. I did not because... Hey, Halos? I have... Well, now there's... How many... There's Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST, ODST. Halo Reach. Is there going to be another one or no? Uh, I believe they, they've claimed that they're done with the franchise. Ah. But that... You know, we've heard that before. I have only played Halo, Halo 2, and Halo 3. Just for the story. Multiplayer, i um, I swear, I only read it for the articles. Hey, there are some interesting articles in those magazines. By those magazines, I mean, like, some of the interesting articles that were in Playboy. But uh, the Halo multiplayer, it was I was not good enough with first-person shooters to make it worth my while. It was a sad, sad day, even playing against you guys, Dave, and Brian. Mm-hmm. I think Beth even destroyed me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It was sad. So, Dave, have you played all of the Halo games? Uh, I haven't played Halo Wars. Oh, I forgot about Halo Wars. That was the RTS one, wasn't it? Yep. Ross, what about you? Enjoy the Halos? Um, I enjoy them. I'm not a huge, like, fanboy and be like, oh my god, Halo's the best game ever, but I do enjoy them. You know, they're good games. I think, um, Halo 1 and Halo 2 were the best, but I mean, I I enjoy them. I, I, meh. They're Halo. They were big. 
They it was were, kind of funny. Um, is that the movie theater? They always had a preview about the the get the codes off the Mountain Dew bottles. Yep. That was back in November of last year. The game ended in like no, I think that it was October to November. The sweepstakes ended, and they're still playing these ads at the movie theater. I don't know why. Because it's way over. <sighs> the other one I put on there, which I was kind of surprised Dave actually did not put on his list, but Guitar Hero. Uh, it's because I put Rock Band on my list, I believe. And you played Guitar Hero way more than I did. Yeah, I've got played Guitar Hero 1, beat that on Expert, Guitar Hero 2, beat that on Expert, Guitar Hero 3, still was not able to beat on Expert, Guitar Hero Aerosmith. I've been wanting to get Green Day and Metallica. Or was Metallica Rock Band? Or was Green Bay Rock Green Bay? Wait, what? <laughs> I've got the I've got four Guitar Hero... No, five Guitar Hero games. <laughs> no, six Guitar Hero games. But I, they're, not, One, they're not bad. Two, five. Never mind. Okay. Uh, so that was many, many hours yeah, so spent playing those. Ross, if you had to pick one game that you spent more time playing, what would you pick? You mean recently or just overall? Overall. Whole life. Wow. I'd have to say... Literally? or I'd have to say um, the Gears of War series and also the Mass Effect series. Oh, that reminds me, i got to pick up Mass Effect 2. I, I, I don't know either. Huh. Gears of War I played for the story as well. Uh, it actually okay. was an interesting story. Sure. Dave, have you played good? You've played Gears of War, haven't you? I played Gears 1. Ah, okay. Uh, Warriors yeah, okay. of Rock is Gears? I, I have not gotten a chance to play the rest of Gears. Wow. Yeah, you I know. You're missing, man. Uh, I'm aware of that, actually. I don't have time. I wish I did. I really do at this point. I understand. So, the... Yeah, I'm thinking just random topic time. I think so. Okay, since we got to cut this close. Um, random topic, rolled ahead of time. What makes you a potentially entertaining reality TV star? Dave, um, what makes you a potentially entertaining reality TV star? I teach at a public high school. Um, no. Well, okay, well, by, I'm by, done. <laughs> well, how, how is that entertaining? Are you kidding no, no, I'm not. The the I mean, it has everything that TV would need. It has drama. It has action. It has people getting into fights. It has education. It has you know those turning around moments. It has people breaking down into tears, and not always me. Did your class break you, Dave? I have yet to cry from my class. The closest I got was on the last day of the semester when I'm like, I'm gonna miss you guys. Aww. I'm saying to myself, you little shits. I mean, uh... I don't know what it would make me a potentially entertaining reality TV star. I think I would do it for the comedic timing, the puns, and the pop cultural references. So it'd be kind of like a, like a community sort of thing, but real life. Or How I Met Your Mother, but real life, and not about meeting a mother. That's okay. all I've got. Ross, what do you think would make you a potentially entertaining reality TV star? Just because I'm awesome. 
<laughs> that that's, works. That's that's all, man. I'm just awesome. So I'd be, I would definitely be potentially a entertaining TV star. Plus, you have the backdrop of Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't be here if I, if that was if I was a TV star. I wouldn't be in Florida. That's for sure. Oh no, no. no. I mean, they recorded burn notice in your backyard. Who cares? <laughs> Seems you don't have a burn notice fan. No, I do like burn notice, and I'll tell you a story. Um, you might not believe me, but um, <clears throat> one episode of Burn Notice was shot in my brother's house. Really? Cool. Yes. Which one? Um, oh my god! Uh, they had uh, where they crashed a Rolls Royce into a driveway or something. Ah, yeah. That was my brother's house. Oh. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Oh, Dave, did I tell you? Um, speaking of movie sets and stuff, uh, the, the Ed Helms movie Cedar Rapids that's coming out. Okay. It was filmed in Ann Arbor mm-hmm. at the Clarion Hotel on Jackson Road, which is right over by where Weber's is. Right. That's where uh, Kate and I stayed for Lapsley's wedding. Oh, cool. And I saw the previews, and I'm looking at the hotel going, you know, that looks really familiar. I think I've been there before. And Kate's like, no, no, that can't be. And then I- when I was... When I was over, so Andy, at, you you need to tell us why you would make a good. I, like I said, I said because of my comedic timing, my puns, and my pop culture references. That would make you a good reality TV star. Yes. Fail. How is that a fail? That's a fail. No, it's it, not. You didn't say reality. You just said TV star, right? No, it, it says entertaining reality no, TV reality. star. Oh, okay. Yep. Beyond that, All my right. life is not that entertaining. I, I, you could watch. So me. your answer is that you wouldn't make a good reality TV. Sorry. You could, you could watch me injure myself while working on my car. That would be good. <laughs> a slapstick comedy added to yeah. that, where then they would sit me down later and I would make fun of myself. That could be entertaining, where I would just sit down and talk about how crazy I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually watch that much reality TV. <laughs> I, I try to avoid it. I'm trying to think the last reality TV show that I watched. Oh, it's the one on VH1 where they take girls who have been spoiled by their parents, who have like the maids, the personal assistants, they don't have to pay for anything. They have the the Gucci, the Prada and everything else like that. And then they, they cut them off completely and they throw them in a house all together with like boxed wine and they have to cook their own meals and everything else. That's entertaining because they're just like, oh, my God, I have to clean a toilet. Ew. Mm. All right, Ross, before we go, we always do this with our guests. Is there a site you would like to plug? Hint, hint. Um, let me think here. <laughs> There's a lot of sites, but I'm trying to think of that one. Just that, that one special one? Yeah, that one, you know, special one that, that you know. Is close to your heart? Yeah. I'd have to say uh, the Random Access Podcast. Woo! Saw it coming. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. And also, sfx-dashes.com. Ah, okay. The one I can't pronounce, so I'll just type it into the, the links and post it. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yep. Ross, thank you for joining us. Anytime, man. I had a, pl- I had a blast. Have you- Definitely, anytime. Glad you could. Oh, and don't say should- that, because we, we will bring you back. Okay, that's fine. And now you should go outside and enjoy your seventy-degree weather. Well, it's raining, so I don't want to go. I don't want to go outside. It's snowing. Oh. Well, it's I'm, snowing. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and play Mass Effect too on the PS3. Oh, oh, fine. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out in the cold and work on my car. 
All right. Well, thank you very much, Ross. And no problem. Andy, pleasure as always. Have a good week, everyone. You too, buddy. Yep. Take care, guys.